Two Towns Over is a podcast where we explore the fascinating world of urban legends, conspiracy theories, and campfire tales to find out if there are any truths behind the legends. With dark humor and natural curiosity, we tackle the darkened streets of the town we all know. Welcome to the town with no name. This is Two Towns Over. Check that out. You apparently have incredibly wealthy clientele. Mm, uh-huh. On the south end of the island. Yeah. Oh, true. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That have, was the strap. <laughs> you'll still have Saturdays off, though, right? Yeah. Okay. I, I, hey, I got four-day week. Okay. I just, uh, when once... you start making 300 on a Wednesday, you can realize what you can make on a Saturday. Ah, uh, fuck Saturday. I don't need to make that much. <laughs> like, that's the thing, though. It's like, that four days a week, if I'm making $200 a night, that's... Enough for me. That's eight hundred dollars a week. Yeah. Plus hours. Yeah. So True. and my bills once my parents move out, my bills are only gonna be like five, six hundred dollars. So that's one week of work gives me my Covers bills for the your, month yeah, and spending month. money. Yeah. So like I am f- I'm I'm fine. Then you work three more weeks and uh, yeah, I can save up and fucking afford every night. <laughs> I can afford a mortgage on that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Make it rain. Like, um, I could, I could build, I could save up for a while rain. and actually buy my parents' house. You That'd feel me? Cool. Like nice. that's the type yeah, of shit I'm on okay. right now. Yeah. All right. And on that note, we just like to welcome everybody. Hi, everybody, to Campfire Tales. What it is? This yeah. is your boy. <laughs> it's your I'm Ruben. I'm. Josh, I is, can't follow that. This is Don. <laughs> uh, so I once came again, in way too hot because Don actually <laughs> got me this week, y'all. He finally did it. Yay! Uh, so we got another Josh uh, uh, appearance, and we all know that he is the star of the show. Somehow, he's only been in one episode, but yeah, that was the it's, most it's downloaded not, episode. Not, not we've a big had. deal. My episode's only the most downloaded by, mm-hmm. like, by like fifty downloads. It's cool. It's cool. Standing Pushing. on the no shoulders of no giants. I'll yeah. just mention. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. <laughs> Giants of a of a total of what like an eleven <laughs> eleven listener base right now or something. <laughs> it's just it's funny because you sit there and you, you look at, at at two towns over. We just by the way, uh, update. We just crossed eight hundred. Hey, we're at eight hundred one. I love it. <laughs> and talking tangents is still at three thirty one. It yeah, has not it moved is. in months. It was a bad podcast, <laughs> and we were doing it for fun, and we knew that at the time. Well. So, so for ours, we've got one of uh, one of my coworkers actually listens to literally every single episode that we put out. He he's always yeah. telling me, yeah, he comes in and he gives me a review. Is it Can PCPP? We... It's not PCPP. Damn it. No. <laughs> I want that to manifest in real life. Like I want some dude to come up to me one day, like in I don't know eight years or something, <laughs> and be like, "Hey man, I know you. I was just joking, but my name is Peter." <laughs> and I was addicted to PCP for a long portion of my was. life. Was. was and that was because of you. I want that. I want. I'm gonna. That's what is it? The uh, the manifestation one. The Oprah one. The secret. The secret. Yeah, I'm yeah. the secret. This. <laughs> yeah, though we've got one of our regular viewers is uh, my coworker Mason. Can we can we give big big uh, big hi Mason? Hi, big ups. Mason. hi Mason. What is? I don't understand this. How reference. long has it been since you've been sober? <laughs> Seven minutes. 
No, I actually, I just can't wait for this episode to come out now and for Mason to come in to work shaking his head at me like you motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Now I know your name, Mason. We're never going to forget you. That's right. The next time I come into uh, y- your place of business. Yeah. <laughs> for legal reasons. And I'm going to see your name tag and I'm going to be like, boy, I'm Don. <laughs> oh, he'll recognize you. I'm gonna see your name tag and immediately stop talking for the rest. Of it. I'm gonna learn sign language on purpose. <laughs> so, real quick, we're gonna get into this episode, but we're just this is the first time we've seen each other in a week or two. Two. It's been two. so long. Two. It's been yeah, two we weeks. Got a week off. So, um, we're just kind of catching up. Uh, as you may have heard at the beginning of the episode, uh, yeah. we've been busy <laughs> with some transitional periods in our lives as well. Exactly. So, I went to the dirt mall today. You know what the, the mall is? The flea market. The flea market. Yeah, yeah. That's where we got these. And, of course. Um, yeah, there are yeah, two daggers on the table. Yeah, there are two daggers to. on the table. and Because uh, we're all nerds. I hope you guys the, knew that. the shop where she put up like the pink everywhere because her husband's out of town? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, it's just called The Knife Store. <laughs> yeah, 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 The yeah, Knife yeah, Store. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the one with the big yellow sign. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. What, the one with the lady who will sell knives to 14-year-olds. Oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. Yeah, yeah, dude. Every 14-year-old's favorite person in the world. I love her. Is the flea market shop She's maybe my first crush. <laughs> but so we're you're, walking. You're in. telling me that I'm 15 and you're going to give me three knives for four dollars. <laughs> <laughs> so we uh, we're walking down. My brother, my son, and I. Not my brother, my son and I. We're walking down an aisle and there's a dude um, selling CBD products. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Edibles. No, no, it wasn't him. Yelled, no, no, not that guy. No, the Jamaican guy. <laughs> this is just a, a black dude sitting in the corner. He had like a, a beanie cap on, like what you usually wear. Yeah, he's wearing like, like a smoking or hand yeah. rolled. And I just kind of <clears> like CBD, just, you know, because he was sitting there. He looked lonely, so I just threw him up a peace sign, like, "Hey, what's up?" Yeah. And my son starts laughing. I was like, "What's so funny?" He goes, "It's just amazing that you have this unspoken bond between anybody that smokes pot and you don't smoke." <laughs> You do too. You do. I, it's and it's, it's the equivalent of like in the, your DNA, Don. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the equivalent of the head nod uh, for men. Yeah, of yeah, like the right. down if you're older than me, or <laughs> up if you're equivalent to my age or less. <laughs> it's that, but Don has it unconsciously for the stoner mindset as well. Yeah, right. Usually, you have to develop that over years of smoking. And so, over the course of this past week, I found a, a bunch of pictures of me when I was sixteen. Uh huh. And literally look like my son. Or my son, I should say, looks like me now. That is how genetics work, generally. No, no. This is... I showed the picture to Brandon, and he's like, when did you take this picture of me? Yeah. I was like, that's not you, that's me. So he took a picture of that picture of me and has been showing it to his friends, because all Uh his friends make fun of him about wearing... Because he wears a a jean jacket. Well, I wore a jean jacket at that time. yeah. Denim's the shit. I never got to wear denim. And apparently he told me today that his new friend that he, he made working at his where he works now thought up until yesterday that I smoked pot. And I was like, she's never even seen me. Don, everybody who has ever seen or heard of you thinks you <laughs> smoke pot. I promise. Bro, so. your son has inherited the disease, my friend. <laughs> I, have, I hate to tell you, Brandon walked in here today, y'all. <laughs> he walked past my car earlier. He was doing a little walk around the neighborhood because he's a healthy young lad or whatever. You locked your doors when you saw him, didn't you? No, I had my <laughs> shut open. I don't give a fuck. And he walked by and he was like, hey, what's up? And I was like, oh, what's up, B? You look like some random ass hipster. You know what this man had on? <laughs> Skinny jeans, fucking Vans, goddamn a t-shirt with a flannel over it. Yes, a red and black <laughs> flannel, ma'am. Yes, that one. And a beanie. Yep. A beanie. With a yin-yang. 
with a yin yang symbol Ooh. on it. Yeah. Ooh, with yeah, his dorky it's... ass glasses. They're really cool though. <laughs> I actually really like his glasses, but they're kind of dorky. But I like dorky shit. But like, you yeah, know, dorky's in. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And his long. But he black looked hair. like. There he is, right there. Hey, hey. we're talking his about glasses. You. I just want, I just want everybody on the podcast to it's understand this right now. Too. We are all four of us wearing the same glasses. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want everyone to understand that. We're just discussing how you developed. No, you get her. Oh, no, out. excuse me, not Vans. Converse. Converse. You got the star oh, yeah, on. Dude, yeah. Chucks. Chuck. Chucks on, yeah. baby. I'm glad that Chucks are still in. Like every time I'm at work and I see a teenager come in wearing a pair of Chucks, it like it just brightens my spirits a little bit. <laughs> Man, I missed out on Chucks too. I got too big too fast. They <sighs> they came back into style in the '90s right after my feet got too big for them. They're yeah. so cool, but they are so uncomfortable. Yeah, they are not comfortable shoes. No. I, the best part about them, though, the f- is that when you're an edgy teenager, you can take a Sharpie and you can draw an anarchy sign on the, on the white part That's on, the, on the front before I had to you check. have any idea what anarchy actually is. I definitely is. had to check don't just know now. anything about anarchist beliefs. But. I'm an anarchist. Yeah. My boy got I'm the long joking. hair yeah, no, with no, the no. waves yeah, yeah, in it too. also, too. I'm an egalitarian anarchist. Yeah. So. I don't... I'm... My... Mom listens to this. I don't want to talk about my father. <laughs> she will talk about them to me. Oh, I feel that. Yeah. I feel that. Deep. She uh she listened to uh Babysitter the other day and uh Now Brandon is just watching us and we have to we have put to, him on we, the podcast. We have to if, not gonna, acknowledge if you're gonna stand here, you gotta be on the podcast, Gene. Like <laughs> I brought I brought the other mic. We'll we'll get it set up for next time. For next time. Yeah, my, apparently I say goddamn a lot, and my mom you really do. didn't like it. Uh, do I really? Oh, you do. do I say is it, it Yeah, too. you use it like a punctuation mark. It is. It yeah. just, it works. It's like a it comma. Does. It just yeah. works. Grab a seat, B. It's just such, it's such a good phrase. Well, we My have, mom doesn't like it, though. Well, and for her, I will try and say it just a little bit less. Yeah, he's only yeah. said it once today. So, we've been talking almost 10 minutes. I guess it's about time we actually get into the story. <laughs> <laughs> Right. So, it's a chaos. This is like chaos for real right now. What's yeah. happening? As if we're making shitty sounds. Hold on, let me fix my mic. <laughs> I made just it worse. real quick. I'm just. Gonna... I made it worse. <laughs> this will all be edited out. Uh-huh. <laughs> You're talking to the one who has the power of what does and does not stay in this damn yep. episode. Yep. Until we can hire an editor. Mm-hmm. And Someday. then I'll still go cut that shit out. Yeah. <laughs> So I mean, if we didn't, the podcast would fail. Yeah. <laughs> it would just be tangents again. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. That's the fun part is, is trying to go, let you guys go off on your little things, but still not let it go completely where we start talking about something 180 degrees from where we were. If well, it like weren't for piece? all the electronics on the table, you, he would literally have a squirt gun. That's fair. <laughs> I swear to God. That's fair. <laughs> like a spray bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Right, anyway, so what are we talking about? We are talking about haunted cemeteries today. Ooh, oh, hell yeah. Ooh. Yeah, we got two cemeteries. Speaking of edgy teenagers, we used to hang out in them. <laughs> we smoked so much weed in cemeteries. Bro, I had my first black and mild in a cemetery. Dude, nobody bothers you in a cemetery. Because if you just sit in front of a grave and your head is down, it looks like you're mourning and not ripping the shit out of a two and a half foot bong. <laughs> mm-hmm. I did something in a graveyard once, but we're not going to discuss that on this episode. Oh, it's how Brandon was conceived. I see. <laughs> no, this is long before Brandon was conceived. All I can tell you is... Damn, it, bragging? 
there, there was a cemetery. I'm the one getting off on a tangent. There was a cemetery in my hometown that was full of urban legends. There was supposedly one that had a picture on it that under a full moon would turn into a werewolf. There was a grave that was supposedly of a witch that if you put a cross on the grave, when you came back the next night, the cross would be broken. Mm -hmm. There's supposedly a tree that bleeds. There's always a tree that bleeds. So this girl. They bleed sap. That's where it comes from. That's where we get syrup. You know the song Black Number One by Typo Negative? I don't. I've okay. ne- you know what? I no. had a typo okay. negative CD, but it was scratched. I've picture, never even heard typo negative. Picture the stereotypical goth girl. Okay. Okay. Done. Okay. Multiply the about twenty. That was this girl. Uh, okay. Ooh. Oh, okay. Fun. So it was it was the girl from the video of a uh, bowling for soups girl. All the bad guys. Got it. <gasps> yeah, it okay. is. Oh my god, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking so, of tangents, Josh just revealed something to me about myself. <laughs> yeah, you forgot about that. Uh, one, I fully you? forgot about that shit. So when I picked her up, she Explains was playing a with a stray black cat. Of okay. course she oh was. Oh my god, that's the most goth girl thing I've ever heard. Are you in sure my the cat was just stray? Uh, so we go to the cemetery. She lets the cat out. She took the cat in the car with us to the cemetery and uh-huh. then let the cat go. Uh-huh. And we start roaming around the cemetery and she's taking me. We had no flashlights, nothing. And this cemetery was one of those creepy ones. It was like in the woods kind of thing. There was like trees everywhere. So we get to where the supposedly this witch's grave was. And I don't know anything about it. And she was ahead of me. And she says, we need to get out of here. What I heard is we need to get, because I was already halfway back to the car. (laughs) I get to the car. I'm cranking the car. She goes, hold on. We got to get the cat. I'm saying, fuck the cat. Hey. No. No, you save the cat. No, hey. this cat did not want to leave. That's what I'm saying. This cat was hissing at us and growling at us. She's like, we got to get the cat. I'm like, the cat doesn't want to go. Obviously, its master is over there. So can we please leave? <laughs> you still save the cat. We still That's, save the cat. I don't care cat. if I die mm. in the horror movie. If it's saving the cat, I will mm. die a hero. Hey, you guys, this is one thing that I've always been very adamant about. I'm not a hero. Okay? <laughs> in fact, I'm on Dawn's level. Fuck that cat. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very hey, much. listen. I got two cats at home. I love them both dearly. If it's me or them in a literal horror movie situation, <laughs> fuck that cat. Exactly. Both of them cats. Testify, brother. They are not going to live as long as me. Nope. Period. Nope. All right. So, plus they've got four legs. You've got two. They can They're run faster. They're way faster than There you me. go. That, like, that's fair. That's fair. And they can climb trees. That's what I'm saying. Well, that might not be if it's a demon or something. That's true. Maybe if the tree is the demon. That's fair. Then it could just be. That would be the worst to be a cat yeah. in that situation or a bird. <laughs> so the um, the first story we're going to talk about is a uh, cemetery in the town of Stull, Kansas. S-T-U-L-L, Kansas. Mm-hmm. Now, anyone who's grew up in Kansas or watches the TV show Supernatural knows about Stull Cemetery, and even if they've never seen it. Now, according to legend, this cemetery actually contains a stairway not to heaven, but straight to hell. It is one of seven reputed places on earth where living people can descend to the realm of the damned. Now, legends report that the ground is so unholy that Pope John Paul II, on one of his cross-country American trips, required that his pilot fly around the city so as not to fly across the cursed land. The staircase... That does feel like some Catholic shit. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't it, though? (laughs) Doesn't it actually? Now, the staircase is said to appear only once a year, suddenly, 
a hidden staircase is so through far, fear. I'm so sorry to interrupt continuously. No, you're not. No, I'm, I'm not <laughs> usually, but um, it, this is just a Greek myth so far. Okay. This is just the door oh, to yeah. Hades. Yeah, pretty myth much. So far. Just want to say that. Um, so uh, the staircase is said to appear only once a year, descending into a grave, then into the underworld. Most versions say this, of the story say that it happens on the stroke of midnight on Halloween. So like like 12.01 on the 31st? Like 12.01 a.m.? Or like See, 12.01 know. on November 1st? I don't know. See, that's what, that's what is... I would, I would consider 12 midnight... It's like it's the rule. It's Christmas Eve rules. Santa Claus comes on Christmas Eve. Uh, okay. Yeah. So it so. has to be... So like twelve right. midnight, the witching hour, you know. Right. right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, others uh, say that the stairway to hell opens on the spring equinox. It's always an equinox. Yeah. Usually it's the winter one though, so that's interesting. I guess. Most door. I just know a lot of don't, myths. Don't look at me. I don't know what we're talking about. The equinox is spring and fall. <laughs> the winter solstice. Solstice. Excuse me. Yeah. Winter solstice. Yeah. That's Thank what I was you. trying. That's why I looked over at you because I was trying to think of the word. Oh, I was like, oh, what is okay. that word? I it's know it's my, not... my favorite part of the show is when Ruben starts talking about something that Don's not sure about, and he looks at me like for confirmation, and I'm <laughs> yeah. like, well, I don't know shit. Don, Don's <laughs> looking at Josh. Josh is looking at me, and I'm like, I, I thought I said it right. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> From that story, the tales uh, vary, with accounts claiming that Satan himself comes forth on Halloween night to hold court in the cursed cemetery. In some versions, Satan comes to visit the grave of his infant son, while others maintain that it is the grave of a witch. Wait, wait, wait. I thought Ozzy Osbourne was the Prince of Hell. He's the Prince of Darkness. Oh, thought... right. Which I did say the Prince of Darkness. Oh. Which is funny because I just watched a show that had Jack and Kelly Osbourne. But either so way. So does that make Jack the Duke of Darkness? <laughs> Uh, pr- I guess it technically does. Or, yeah. yeah, the well, Lord of Darkness, Lord Wait, Duke of Darkness. You said Dark. Is Ozzy the Lord of Darkness? He's the Prince of Darkness. He's the Prince, the Prince of Darkness. So yeah. yeah, that would make. But is he a prince like in the in the in the um, kingly sense? Like some cultures use prince to mean king. Like that's the highest rank is prince, or like do they? Yeah, at oh, least in a lot of books. So Satan comes to visit his, the grave of his infant son, while others maintain that it is the grave of a witch that the Prince of Darkness visits, who was the mother of his son, who also appears on the scene as a werewolf. That's right. Cause it, so Ozzy Osbourne visits a witch, Yeah, is the deal. Yeah, to see Jack as an infant. That's but. really mean to Sharon. It is. <laughs> <laughs> so singer Ariana Grande... No, what? Yeah. <laughs> visited the cemetery while on tour in Iowa and described her experience like this. I felt this sick, overwhelming feeling of negativity over the whole car, and we smelled sulfur, which is the sign of a demon. And there was a fly in the car randomly, which is another sign of a demon, she told Complex. <laughs> Are you sure it wasn't the engine combustion? <laughs> <laughs> then I took a picture, and there were three super distinct faces in the picture. They're faces of textbook demons, she said. When the interviewer asked to see the photo, Grande... What textbook? That's what I was just <laughs> Show me say, the Josh. textbook. Thank you so much. <laughs> when the uh, interviewer asked to see the photo, Grande, alas, couldn't produce it. The Necronomicon does not count. <laughs> because the photos <laughs> tormented her even in a digitized afterlife. I'm sure. The next day, I tried to send the picture to my manager, and it said, this file can't be sent. It's 666 megabytes. I'm not kidding. That's the Satan That's number. That's the number of the beast. <laughs> send files that 
especially on Ariana Grande's goddamn mobile plan. You feel me? Like, <laughs> wait, you, you you said megabytes, right? Yeah. What the yeah. fuck photo are you <laughs> yeah. sending? The six hundred and sixty-six megabytes. What what resolution is that photo? I need to know. A million, <laughs> a million resolution. She's probably got like know. a. She's got like the iPhone fifteen. They, it hasn't even got, come out yet. They've got ninety-nine k photos. Yeah, it's called the iPhone sci-fi or whatever the fuck. <laughs> like many of the legends surrounding Stull Cemetery center on an old stone church that stood there from eighteen sixty-seven until two thousand and two. The Evangelical Emanuel Church was built by the town's original Pennsylvania Dutch settlers who held their services in German until 1908. Then the church sat empty for much of the 20th century, its roof falling in, its walls beginning to crumble, even as strange stories clustered tight around it. The church is said to have been used by Satanists, witches' covens, and cults for their rituals. Though it had no roof by the time these groups supposedly convened there, it is said that rain would never fall within its walls. Why do Christians think that if they abandon a building, that Satanists immediately move into it instead of, I don't know, building their own goddamn building? <laughs> was in. Though it had no roof by the time these groups supposedly convened there, it is said that rain would never fall within its walls. Other accounts claim... I'm sorry. Within its walls? The roof had... The roof oh, had collapsed. So even okay. after the roof collapsed, it, if it was raining, it would not rain within inside the gotcha. church. Okay. I don't believe him. I don't either. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be completely honest. Other accounts, and this is this I this is apparently a satanic power that I never knew existed. Don just made a wonderful skepticism face. <laughs> <laughs> Other accounts claim that it was impossible to break a glass bottle inside the church. Bitch, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Let's go right now. Well, it, it was tore down in 2002. Oh, well. Oh, uh, conveniently. Yeah. Uh-huh. So next to the church was a tall pine tree which grew up through a split in a headstone. Now, according to stories, this tree was used to hang witches before the land was consecrated as a churchyard. The church and the tree were often held to be signposts, helping to point the way to the gate of hell. In 1998, on the day before Halloween, the tree was cut down in order to dissuade thrill seekers. Stull's status as the location of one of the gateways to hell is so well known that it inspired an album by the band Urge Overkill, featuring images of Stull That's Cemetery. almost as good as the Ghost Strokes. <laughs> Urge Overkill. Almost, Ghost. yeah. Um, on the, uh, featuring images of Stull Cemetery on the album cover. It was also used in the plots of several movies, including the machinations of the satanic villains in the movie Turbulence 3. Have we already made Scream Demon a band? No. Well, it is now. There's sleep Demon. I, sleep I thought, Demon. Oh, yeah, it's that's yeah, yeah. the sleep. one. Sleep Demon. Sleep Demon. Are they sleep another cover demon. band? Or? Scream Demon is the band that Sleep Demon was before. They only they lost one member tragically um, when he tried to uh, prove that you could fly off of this one building that was supposedly cursed so that you could never <laughs> touch the ground if you jump off of it. Uh-huh. And, but he died. Ah. So. Ironically, he screamed. L- later, though. It was actually, he hit the ground and lived, but like... He actually got run over on the way home. <laughs> Still thinking about the uh, guy who died because somebody jumped out of the Cecil and fell on him. Yeah. Yo, that's wild. <laughs> I think actually I'm going to switch his backstory up. That's that guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so the plot in the in the movie Turbulence Three, um, uh, villains plan to crash a plane into Stull Cemetery in order to release Satan. Satan. Why do they have to crash a plane into it for that? Because um, aer- no, no, go aer- on. aeronautics is important. <laughs> I don't fucking know, G. 
jet fuel can't melt steel beams, but it can open a portal to hell. There you go. So. Um, the film also makes use of the urban legend of the Pope uh, diverting his plane around the Kansas. Now, in the final episode of the fifth season of the TV series Supernatural, the final confrontation of the apocalypse takes place in Stull Cemetery. No, the fuck. Yeah. Uh, the final battle between Lucifer and and, and, and Michael. I remember that episode. Yeah, it was still sim- supposed to be still cemetery. Oh. It in, was filmed in Vancouver. In, in what movie? Supernatural. Oh, oh, in Supernatural. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Like in what is it? Season fifteen five. or some shit? Oh, no, season. They, yeah, this was in season five. They. This is when Lucifer and what's his fuck the angel guy. Michael. Yeah. I thought it was Cast Cast Castiel. No, Castiel oh. helped them. We're just going to turn into a damn fuck supernatural. It, man. It's supernatural. It's a super crazy podcast. shit. Now. <laughs> So depictions like these have done nothing to dissuade amateur ghost hunters, thrill-seekers, and legend trippers from descending upon Stull Cemetery, especially in Halloween night. In spite of fences, no trespassing signs, and the fact that the area is heavily patrolled by police, the residents of the small community of Stull have had to deal with countless instances of trespassing and vandalism. Dude, a no trespassing sign absolutely never stopped me from smoking weed in no (laughs) trespassing areas when I was 16. In 1978... It also doesn't stop me now, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> in 1978, more than 150 people attempted to go into the cemetery on Halloween night. In 1988, that number climbed to nearly 500. The cemetery today is home to as many broken headstones as intact ones, and many of the markers are gone completely, spirited off by vandals who wanted a piece of the famously accursed burying place. Yeah, so here's the thing, is if that was cursed... Um, We've established on this here show that curses travel with the cursed objects, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Examples are any episode before this. (laughs) So what made these people think that stealing the headstones of the ghosts was going to be okay? And And also, where are all those stories? (laughs) Right, right, exactly. And here's, here's my big thing about that is, like, if I ever go to somebody's house... And they like have a, a a tombstone displayed in their living room, and they're like, "Oh, hey, check this out! I stole it from a cemetery." I, I'm, I'm gonna be gone. like, ha, "You're a piece of shit, and this place is probably cursed." And I'm a go. Yeah, I stole <laughs> this gravestone as a sentence that's gonna make me hit you and leave your house. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, Much like the cat thing, I've heard I stole this grave. I wouldn't hear the rest of it because I'm already out, out the door. I'm out. Yeah, I you, stole. Pointing at the gravestone. Yeah, I, I stole, stole. I'm in my car already. Yeah. <laughs> like, you steal stop signs. You, you don't yeah. steal. You don't. You don't steal yes. gravestones. Correct. It's, it's a fucking huge piece of granite. Like you're just gonna like throw that on your back and like just Thank walk you. out, right? That's, like you that's had to go team with equipment. Yeah. Like equipment and like straps and shit. Like <laughs> lift with your knees. Come on. A goddamn trailer. Don't, no, don't like, rolling in there with a hand truck. The fuck. No, you lift. You lift with you your knees. Right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's been a while. Not your back. Not your back. Hey, Don, do not lift with your back. (laughs) (laughs) So um, stories about Stull often claim that it is guarded by mysterious people in pickup trucks who terrorize visitors. Are you sure it wasn't all those people stealing gravestones? (laughs) Those stories, at least, are almost certainly true, though perhaps less mysterious than they might appear. The living residents of Stull aren't exactly thrilled by the cemetery's diabolical reputation. Yeah, and that's why I hit you when you say, I stole this. (laughs) And the often less than respectful tourists, so residents frequently aid the police in controlling the area. So tracing the origins of the story of Stoll about Stoll is no easy matter. The area has had its share of odd deaths over the years, including a boy who was accidentally burned to death and a man who was found hanging in a tree. Yet according to the Committee for Skeptical Inquiry, uh, Stoll... I'm sorry. 
Where is this committee in, based? I don't know. It doesn't say. Where is Stoll Cemetery again? In Kansas. So why is a British committee? No, a committee for skeptical inquiry. Yeah, that's British as fuck. Well, no, this is just saying they researched the letter. No, no, no. I understand. Oh. The joke is that, the, say it again. Uh, according to the Committee for Skeptical Inquiry. The Committee for Skeptical Inquiry. Oh, okay. <laughs> Come on, man. Sorry. <laughs> Still Cemetery's reputation as one of the seven gateways to hell can be traced back to a professor at the nearby University of Kansas Ow. who made it up as an urban legend to tell his students. As the story spread, it took on a life of its own until it was printed in the university paper in the 1970s. Whatever the origins of the diabolical legends, most people who still live in the community today and the ancestors buried in the old churchyard just want to see them rest in peace. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. Yep. I agree with those people. Also, um, the only credible ghost story on this podcast so far is that all these people stole these graves and we never hear about them again. Because that's how that's ghosts true. should work. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> if once, you're getting once you cursed, have the curse, you're never heard from. You're again. done. Yeah, that's like it. that's how curses should work. Your arc is over. It's done. <laughs> hey, what's his story? Ah, he was a he was like a he was like a college student. He was in, he was in his going for his doctorate, but he uh, him and his friends got drunk and stole this headstone out of a cemetery, and oh, we where? never heard from him again. Oh, okay. Well, like that makes sense. That's the story. <laughs> that's like I can't debunk that. Yeah. You feel me? Fair That's enough. a ghost. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't prove a negative. There you go. So uh, the next story, this is, I mean, I can only imagine how this is going to go considering how much comedy we just got out of a actual scary story because this, this, <laughs> oh, this no. story I'm about to read you might as well be a Monty, Py- Monty Python. Oh, no. yes, Great. baby. So we're going to discuss the Highland Cemetery vampire. There can only be one. Um, I I can't wait for this because people my age never get my Monty Python references. <laughs> they don't, and it's like my dad had the the entire Flying Circus box set. Yeah, and I watched all of it mm-hmm. and every single Monty Python movie, and I watched fucking in- interviews have... with those guys. I loved Monty Python. I have a confession. You um, don't, never watch Monty Python. I uh, know. I've I've only it. ever seen um, uh, the Holy Grail and this whatever one has the teacher skit in it, where he's having sex. Yeah, that's meaning of life. The meaning of yeah. life. So yeah. I've seen okay, those two. Well, I haven't seen Life of Brian or Flying Circus. Well, Life of Brian is also. Yeah, but you you I can keep get away to watch Life with of not Brian. having seen. Life of Brian. No. Life of Brian is the only the only of those movies that I haven't seen. I also haven't seen Flying Circus because I'm told it's hit or miss. But that's a sketch show. So. Well, yeah. it's also it's British comedy. So I love British comedy. I mean, I love British comedy too. It's and Monty so Python funny. is the reason that I love British that's comedy. Fair. I was it was a very formative age for me to have watched <laughs> as fair. much Monty Python as I did. One of his favorite shows was Faulty Towers. Did you ever watch that with John Cleese? So. Oh, uh-huh. I mean, I've the seen Hotel. I haven't seen much of it, but I've seen like clips, yeah. like on a on a best of John Cleese yeah. or something. All right, so it's been dubbed the creepiest cemetery. Black Adder, anybody? I've never watched Black Adder. It was it was my Monty Python for okay. a while. Yeah. It was very funny to me. <laughs> so it's been dubbed the creepiest cemetery in London, but it was also the site of a pretty hilarious series of events. Local newspapers in the nineteen 19- more time on that name Highlands uh, Highland Highland cemetery, cemetery Vampire. Yeah. Got it. Local, or, sorry, not Highland, Highgate. 
Highgate Cemetery. Highgate. So Cemetery. then my there can only be one was yeah. pointless. Yeah, I'm sorry. Don, you made me waste the goddamn Highlanders oh, reference. Sorry. Whole joke sorry. out the window. I can't believe this man. <laughs> From a typo. It wasn't a typo. It was just me not thinking because I haven't. I don't have the word, the name in front of me. All right, it. so, it's a disgrace. It's, a, it's just fully a disgrace. Local newspapers in the 1970s caught onto a story that would attract national attention. There was a vampire on the loose in Highgate Cemetery, and two men were competing to be the first to catch it. Oh, this is so good because this is like when news crews will go to like the poorest neighborhood and just ask people, like, "Hey, have you heard about the vampire that's running around here?" I gotta be honest, this is the maybe the blackest I've ever felt on this podcast because I just did the sigh of the I'm about to flame him like I'm just gonna, like, I felt it real deep I was like let's get into it <laughs> the cemetery in North London was the it place for the resting souls of wealthy Londoners in the 19th century the graveyard is an impressive landscape of intricate tombstones gothic busts battling unruly ivy and an A-list guest book of permanent residents, including German philosopher Karl Marx, oh, word. the novelist George Eliot, and even George Michael. <laughs> what? What? Yeah. <laughs> I've never heard anybody talk about Karl Marx and George Michael <laughs> in, in the, the same, same sentence. <laughs> They're buried in the same cemetery. What am I supposed to do? The fuck? <laughs> <laughs> that is all... Okay. I just have so many mental images now Who did of you George say? You Michael s- and Karl Marx having conversations. Who was the third person you uh, said? Novelist George Eliot. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, what do I know him? What would I know? Okay. I don't know. It's one L, E-L-I-O-T. But um, Let me see. Some of his books include, wow, uh, The Mill on the Floss, Daniel Deronda, Scenes of Clerical Life. He was active in the 1800s. Okay, that's why. All right. By the end of the Second World War... the other two were way more interesting. (laughs) Yeah. By the end of the Second World War, the cemetery was in need of some serious TLC. It was run down, making it a perfect filming location for horror movies such as From Beyond the Grave and Taste the... George Michael, though. For real? Yeah. Really stuck on this. (laughs) I'm here for it. Such horror movies as Beyond the Grave and Taste the Blood of Dracula in the early 70s. Okay. Now, the, the, to this day... You, wait, 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 wait. Isn't Dracula supposed to taste your blood? Yes, but if you taste the blood of Dracula, you become a vampire. Okay. Yeah. Um, this I'm entry to this day is interesting because one side of it is... I would too. Basically, nature has overtaken it. I mean, there's vines and, and just trees amongst it. And then the other half is well-maintained, like you would imagine. Yeah. But, so... Um, Residents were expect- experiencing a horror story all of their own in the 1970s. Sightings of a sinister dark figure with blood-red eyes who appeared to glide above the ground started cropping up in local newspapers. A man with a long cloak and red glasses, I hear. There was no other plausible explanation. It must be a vampire. It must uh, d- be a definitely. vampire. Yeah, no question about it. <laughs> Honestly, it though, if I saw a man in red glasses and a long cloak, I would immediately think vampires. Yeah. Were. No, I would think that's a sick-ass looking goth dude with a phenomenal (laughs) sense of fashion. That's what I just said. (laughs) (laughs) Um, One of the sightings was recounted in a letter written by a young Wicca enthusiast, David Ferrant, and published in the Hampstead and Highgate Express. Ferrant claimed he had seen a tall gray figure floating in the cemetery on Christmas Eve in 1969. And he had since found foxes. What is it with British people and Christmas Eve being scary? 
Consumerism uh, is horrifying. That's fair. <laughs> that's actually fair. Dude, that's actually maybe the fairest thing people, I've ever heard. People die for those sales. That's also true. Every, every I was, year. I was there for the Great Cabbage Patch murders of 1982. Oh, God. I was there, man. <laughs> I was there for the Turbo Man Wars. <laughs> when, you, when you edit this, can you put in some, like fighter like vietnam sounds in the background <laughs> <laughs> i'll put in this is the end by the doors <laughs> so he had claimed that he had seen a tall gray figure floating in the cemetery on christmas eve and that he had since found foxes in the ground with their throats slit as and president of the psychic and occult society it is no surprise that he jumped to paranormal conclusions that end. Gee, yeah. As president of big, the... Big shocker. Yeah. The president of the Paranormal Society <laughs> finds something it that's sounded... probably pretty normal, and he's like, oh, ghosts. It sounded like you just said that he was the president of, and the Paranormal Society. Alone? It, yeah, maybe. Yeah, he, maybe. he makes up the entire <laughs> like, society. That's maybe that's why it read so weird. As and president of the yeah. psychic. Yeah, okay. As and president now of. Now that makes sense. He's like, all right, everybody, welcome to the, uh, <laughs> the fifth... current meeting, the fifth annual meeting Fuck. of the Paranormal Society. Can we get a roll call? Mm. I am here. I'm here. President, I'm president here. accounted for. Meeting is called to order. <laughs> Shortly after Ferrant's letter was published, a second man by the name of Sean Manchester was interviewed by the same newspaper for an article titled, Does a Vampire Walk in Highgate? Bitch. No. What year is this again? 69. Uh, 19? Nice. Yes. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Manchester. If it was like the 1700s, I would have been like, oh, well, they probably believed this. No, no, no. These men are wild for this. <laughs> Mr. This is the Beatles. <laughs> this man, because I'm still picturing just this one guy just, in, yeah. in, in like a, a fluffy white wig and judge's robe. It was like having dressed, conversations dressed with himself. Like he's from 1856. <laughs> <laughs> Running to the other side of the table to answer his with own a question. a musket. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Manchester claimed that the figure was in fact a quote unquote king vampire. Oh, a medieval black magician who had practiced magic in Wallachia. <laughs> He's a lich. No. He's a fucking lich. Before being buried oh. in the cemetery. Oh, Wallachia again, our favorite Castlevania yeah. setting. Yeah, yeah, we get more <laughs> Castlevania references. His body, Mr. Manchester claimed, had been resurrected oh. by a modern Satanist. And, and yes, people, I do know that Castlevania is based on all these Transylvanian fucking legends. I understand that. It's just very funny to me. <laughs> I also don't care. <laughs> yeah, I don't give a fuck. I, it's so funny. What was the, what was the last thing you said? Because it's way more... It's even more meme than the goddamn games. Right. Like, the games <laughs> really are more is. serious than the fucking <laughs> legends. His body, Mr. Manchester claimed, had been resurrected by a modern-day Satanist, and his demonic form now stalked the graveyard at night. Satanists are not trying oh, to resurrect man. anything, I promise you. I know. They, they I are, like, drinking beers and talking about how full of shit the Catholic Church is. Like, yeah. that, that's their whole deal. That's all they do. Basically, we are Satanists on this podcast, minus the beer. I'm not a Satanist. <laughs> Are we we usually talk about how the Catholic Church is pretty bullshit, though. Yeah, but I'm not. I know Don's actually a Christian. I just want everybody. Yeah. It's fine. Sa I'm a Satanist Christ follower. Or... I'm not a, a Christian. He's a, okay. 
Satanists are just uh, uh, edgier atheists for yeah. the most part. Yeah, Basically, pretty much. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're troll much. atheists. Yeah. yeah, but I just mean that a Satanist meeting sounds a lot like what we're doing right now. <laughs> pretty much, <laughs> actually, yeah. actually, yeah, this this might as well be like the notes from, from yeah. a Satanist from a we, Satanist meeting. We talked about what movies we would or would not turn into pornos. We talked about <laughs> what kind of sound a boner would make if it made a sound. <laughs> And we disparaged the Catholic Church from the 1700s or whatever, so it's fine. If most of that happened on the smoke break, you guys don't even get the good content. It happens yeah. on the front lawn. Yeah, we'll have, to, we'll have to get like a portable recording studio. Yeah. To take well, that'll be our Patreon content. <laughs> front smoke lawn, breaks. Yeah. front lawn, the smoke, smoke breaks. breaks. That's actually not a bad idea. So we got to put it on the Patreon. Mr. <laughs> Manchester, president of the British Occult Society. Oh, word. Oh, yeah. Okay. Self-professed exorcist and vampire slayer. Gotta love that self Once again, he is the only member of his <laughs> the branch. only member. <laughs> and the alleged bishop of some unknown church. He's called the chairman, though. Declared oh. that he would be the one to rid the cemetery of the vampire. Hey. <laughs> But and, you know, that's a really that's easy a old... thing to do when there's no vampire. Yeah, yeah. That's a good old Van Helsing versus Van Dumbass versus nothing <laughs> versus some teenager in a trench coat. I'm just picturing this dude like walking up into the into the graveyard, like I'm here to rid this cemetery of the vampire. I'm done. <laughs> but Ferrant hit back. Oh, shit. Saying oh, that no. the vampire myth had been blown out of proportion by the unhelpful influence of the media, and that the figure was, in fact, nothing more than your common garden ghost. Oh, word. <laughs> oh, it still word. has to be supernatural, but it still has to be supernatural. Yeah. Oh, my God. In 1970, Manchester published The Highgate Vampire. This is like, if you guys have ever read Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell... This is what this sounds like to me. I've never read it. So I, I love that book. You should read it. It's very funny. Don't we have four of these stories? It's about... No, there's only two. Oh, okay, thank okay. God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, man. This is going to be a long episode. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Manchester published The Highgate Vampire. Ferrant came back with his publication of Beyond the Highgate Vampire. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Proving that hell hath no fury like a magician scorned, the two developed a feud that continues to this day. No, it doesn't, yes. Don. Oh, yes. my God. And their antics around the Highgate vampire hysteria attracted the attention of the national press. Y'all, we have to, this is our first field trip, you realize. <laughs> yes. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Stories about the Highgate vampire got so out of control that on Friday, March 13th, 1970, an ITV special report about the cemetery prompted an angry mob. This is my point. The BBC is damn near a thing by this point, bro. Like, we got TV cameras and shit. Like, <laughs> people still believe in a fucking vampire? Yes. Bro, this is so good. We have to make up a story for them to fight over. Yes, please. Oh, <laughs> uh, where was Dawn, we? did you know there's a ghost in your house? You were talking about Let them both know. Let okay. them both know. <laughs> I think they're, if they were, eh, either way, we'll figure it out. Um, so My yeah. house was built in the 40s. I could actually claim a ghost. Yes. Yes. Call them. Call, so the, the, call them separately and pretend to be somebody different yeah. both times. I'll put on my, uh, what's the fucking accent? Uh, was it Hungarian? Hungarian? Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like you should be wearing like a track suit with no shirt running a hot tub. <laughs> Dealership. Sergey, my friend. <laughs> so, 
So this TV uh, special uh, prompted an angry mob to descend on Highgate, determined to rid their town of the vampire tormenting local residents. Oh, yes. Both Mr. Manchester and Mr. Ferrant had been interviewed for the report, with Manchester taunting his rival by announcing that he would be leading a vampire hunt at the cemetery every night. Yes. Every night. <laughs> And he's doing that just so the other guy yes. can't. Like, you just know. They're you publishing know this all in a paper that the vampire can read. The, very, the vampire can read this. The vampire can read this. I. <laughs> Vampire's like, oh, I guess I better go to another cemetery. Yeah, right? Right? <laughs> right? Immediately. Immediately. There's a va- The first headline, there's a vampire in Highgate. Not anymore. Dude, Not and, anymore. And if this other paranormal society guy were smart then he would have come up with that and he would have been like, oh, you published that in the paper. So what really happened was the vampire moved to the neighboring cemetery and now I'm going to follow him over there and I'm going to lead hunts every single night. So well, did he you. predict this correctly? I need to know. Well, no. Remember, Ferrant didn't think it was a vampire. He it was thought a ghost. it was a ghost. It was a ghost. Oh, right, right. Well, yeah, just a common ghost. But... Ghosts can read too. So eager hunters lined the gates and climbed over the Probably. walls to witness Probably. the event. Despite police efforts to control the mobs, several graves were opened and corpses were beheaded and mutilated with spikes, both on that night and during subsequent hunts. I'm sorry, what? Uh, several graves were opened and corpses were beheaded and mutilated with spikes, both on that night and during subsequent hunts. So, people- Yeah, this is where I thought this was going to go. Yeah. I really thought, like earlier, I almost made a joke about him walking into the cemetery, staking like three different graves and then walking out like he did a good job. And it sounds like that's exactly what happened. <laughs> <laughs> Although several hunters claimed to witness the dark figure in the cemetery, the cunning vampire remained unslewn. Why are we assuming that the vampire, like... So, it, it's a graveyard. Yeah. They're, they're it's a bar- massive graveyard. They're buried. Yeah. In coffins. Yeah. I mean, probably the coffins have rotted away I would to a certain assume extent. Fresh so, overturned dirt every night. Well, I, in Highgate, it's kind of like uh, New Orleans. Oh, where the, like the, a mausoleum? They're, on, they're above ground. Oh, yeah. okay. I see. So, gotcha. That makes a lot more sense now. My whole train of thought here is I'm like, so what is are they like coming in there with shovels no. digging and just beheading no. skeletons and calling it, it sounds a day like they're like, opening we some did like, it, guys. like marble yeah. marble stuff and then doing that yeah. oh, okay so um mr ferrant and mr manchester continued to compete both claiming that they would be the first to find and kill their undead neighbor <laughs> you know it was probably just some homeless dude probably like, Can we for real? please trick both of them into coming on to the podcast <laughs> yes. at the same time? Josh, I'm formulating ideas now. I, I can't know. stop thinking about some way that we can get these guys to fight in front of us. Are they even still alive? I don't know. We'll get there. Mr. Ferrant and Mr. Manchester. I, I said that. I'm sorry. <sighs> this is great. In a, con- <laughs> in a conclusion straight out of Harry Potter, oh, the two no. decided to oh, hold no. a duel. I started Yo. to take a drink and I had to stop because this Yo. is going to be too good. A duel? Hold on. Once and for all, which of the two of them were the greater magician and paranormalist? Yes. Flyers started to appear in London underground stations advertising the magical duel. No (laughs) way, no way, no way. Right now, I'm just picturing the episode of South Park with the psychics where they're just like going, I'm imagining a mime fight. (laughs) (laughs) It was scheduled around April 13th, or scheduled for April 13th, 1973 on Parliament Hill in Hampstead. Of course it was on Parliament fucking Hill. (laughs) 
rumors swirled around the media that the two were planning to sacrifice a cat in the presence of naked virgins. You leave the fucking... What leave is it the with... virgins out of it. What? <laughs> no, fuck the virgins. Leave the cat out of it. The yeah, cat's... Well, as gen- we established earlier, fuck that cat. But like... The cat did nothing wrong. You're right. That cat did nothing wrong. Cat did nothing wrong. <laughs> Much... <laughs> when a local man's beloved pet failed to return home run one day, mother, Mr. Ferrant uh, was villainized by the RSPCA. So I can't believe this. In the media for allegedly having beheaded the animal as part of a pagan ritual. The duel never took place, and Mr. Ferrant was arrested in 1974 next to Highgate Cemetery. That's too long. <laughs> that's, that's too long. Well, they, well, they yeah. mutilated corpses in the in '70. Yeah, that wasn't Ferrant, though. That was Manchester. He should have been arrested then. Yeah. Although it was a whole bunch of people, so they couldn't be proven that it was him. Yeah. Um, So uh, Ferrant was arrested in 1974 next to Highgate Cemetery carrying a crucifix and wooden stake. He was convicted of damaging memorials and interfering with the dead remains. But he successfully sued News of the World for making him look like a cat killer. And because a lawsuit is much too worldly for the likes of a magician, he also posted out voodoo dolls with pins stuck in the heads of an, to an RSPCA inspector and others who had called for his prosecution just for good measure. With no duel to settle the matter, the feud between Mr. Manchester and Mr. Ferrant is still alive and well, with Mr. Ferrant involved in the distribution of a line of comics called The Adventures of Bishop Bonkers, with accompanying <laughs> Bishop Bonkers merchandise. No. Yes. <laughs> he made merch. Yeah. Merchandising. I'm sorry. I said earlier that maybe the most British thing I heard was the name of that organization. I lied. Bishop Bonkers <laughs> is the most <laughs> British shit I've ever heard in my life. Um, Mr. Manchester writes several blogs aimed at vilifying his rival. Describing- I just want y'all to understand that 1974 <laughs> was goddamn fucking... What? 47 years 47 ago. years ago. Yeah, and they're still arguing to this day over who was the My better vampire we, killer. When, when we finish this story, I, I need you to Google like what they're up to like literally right now today before this episode years, is over. And they had to have been adults when this oh, was yeah. happening. Oh, yeah, for sure. That means they're in their 70s Grown or possibly 80s right now. Still hanging still on to this. Still fucking writing God, comments I hope and goddamn blogs. Alive. God, I hope they're still alive. God, me too. Uh, I want to interview them so bad. Uh, so yeah, Mr. Manchester writes several blogs aimed... Several blogs. Several blogs. Aimed at vilifying his rival, describing him as suffering from narcissistic personality this disorders. This is like that paleontology debate. <laughs> now, do we mean several blog entries or he has four whole separate... I don't know. Like, diss blogs. I don't know. <laughs> I bet it's separate just blocks, I think bro. so, too, dude. Uh, Can we so get the rap battle? You don't spend 50 years. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I've never <laughs> seen <laughs> Ruben <laughs> look so excited. Epic rap battle I just want to point out that you don't spend 50 fucking years, literally. 52 years. Because it's 74 to now is 47 plus yeah. fucking five years, right. 69, is that's, you don't do that and only have one blog about that's, it. That's true. You know that's I mean? a good point. <laughs> so <laughs> The first three blog sites are completely defunct now. Fully. He's had fully. to restart the blogs. He's probably so, got four or five going right now. Their rivalry has outlived several blog sites. And people. So... Um, <laughs> 
Manchester also claimed that he had later tracked the vampire down to a house in Crouch End, where he plunged a pike into its body and burned. He killed it. a man. He killed a man. Well, he says he saying. killed the vampire. No, he killed a man. He killed well, a person. He, he yeah, de- killed definitely. a man. What, was there a body? Like, we know that somebody no, died. He burned, he burned it. it. Yeah. He killed a man and burned him to death. So it didn't happen at all. Probably. Probably not. Yeah. Got it. Um, excitement around the cemetery died down, and now yeah. only history buffs are interested in visiting the graves. And if you're thinking that the Highgate Vampire Grace sounds like something out of a movie, that's because it is. Dracula AD 1972 was inspired by the events that took place there only 50 years ago. I'm so. just, I'm, I'm still, I'm picturing them. Say that again. You're saying characters this in like a no, 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 just Brooks talked movie. about was an inspiration for what? A movie called Dracula, Dracula AD 1972. So David Ferrant. I, there's no, it still blows my fucking mind. G. I can't, I can't understand. I can't understand. <laughs> Karl Marx and George Michael. George Fucking Michael. And George Eliot, a novelist from the 1850s that no one has heard of. It got a mention on our podcast. You've well, heard of him now. That's probably because he was maybe the third richest person to be buried there or probably, something. Yeah. <laughs> so David Ferrant has a website. Oh, good. DavidFerrant.org. Don't, don't. As the president of him. and the... <laughs> <laughs> well, it actually, it has uh, information about the BPOS, which is the... Uh, I, I, his one man organization. David still holds public talks when there, where he is, where he invites as much audience participation as I possible. Hope. One of the most common questions of such talks, should the Highgate vampire be raised, is why do you call it a vampire if you don't believe in them? The answer is rather all too simple. If the sky is blue, then who am I to argue the shade? The term vampire was coined by the media. I simply refer to it as the common by the common name, whilst my beliefs as to what it actually is take second place to the sensationalist headline. I was not ready for your accent. At Neither all. was I. <laughs> Neither was I. Are we saying that this man is claiming <clears throat> that he's not the one that called it a goddamn vampire first? Yes. This is Ferrant. This isn't Manchester. Okay. So he's so Ferrant was is the one the who ghost said it was guy. a ghost. Yeah. So, okay. Okay, so he's still on that? Um, yes. David's popularity remains high given his appearance in Hollywood blockbuster DVDs like Underworld, where he was featured in a show concerning vampires as part of the extensive special features disc, and also as a regular face on various shows on Living TV as the disembodied voice on many radio stations devoted to the darker mysteries of existence. Are you telling me that this man is making a fucking paycheck Yes. off of this bullshit? Yes. We're not even making a paycheck off of this bullshit yet. Hey, to be fair, we haven't been doing it for 50 years. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> Having ditched his faithful typewriter over two decades ago. Bro, they ago, say chase what you love, and they, they fucking went for they it. They did. Okay? Guys, like, uh, if, if it's all it takes, we're going to a cemetery, and we're taking skulls off spines. There you tonight. go. Tonight. <laughs> Load up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Having, this, this dude's been making a living off it for 50 years. Let's okay, go. Okay, okay. Oh, shit. Okay, so having ditched his faithful typewriter over two decades ago, David has taken full advantage of the digital medium, establishing contact with fans, friends, and foes around the world courtesy of the internet. His YouTube channel, oh, Facebook groups, and forum good. contributions could easily be found linked to and around this his website that I'm looking at. Since 2007, he has also written a regularly updated blog, The Human Touch, upon which comments are always welcomed. Today, David Ferrant still lives near Highgate with his third wife, Della, just a short distance from the house he grew up in. 
with several more books planned ahead of him um, or ahead and currently under contract for several documentaries and another biopic film or biopic film. Uh, David is still very much as enthusiastic about the paranormal and unknown as when he first started out all those years ago. You said he ditched his typewriter how long ago? Go 20 back? years ago. 20. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I thought, I thought you said over two years ago. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit, this man was in 2019 on a typewriter? What's his goddamn name again? David Ferrant. What about, uh, what about Manchester? Yeah. Where's Manchester now? Um, wow. Uh, I guess the algorithm found it. I typed in Sean, and the first thing that came up was Sean Manchester. Yeah, you, you, your targeted ads are fucked now. <laughs> so Sean Manchester, the Nazi room. What? 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 In 2012, a man named Kevin Chesham published photos of a room in Manchester's home where he described as massed amounts of Nazi paraphernalia. Framed photographs of goose-stepping Nazis and German officers giving the Hitler salute. Swastikas on the wall, and most strikingly, a photograph of Adolf Hitler in pride of place. The former friend of Manchester, Chesham, says he was photographed in the room by the bishop's wife as a form of blackmail insurance. Manchester has issued a counter-blog claiming that his, that his historical military Terrier collecting hobby has been misrepresentative and vilifying Chessum as the real Nazi. You know what? Don't collect Nazi memorabilia. Thank you. I was just going to say, if you don't want to be mistaken for a Nazi, don't collect Nazi don't, shit. Don't have a whole room full of Nazi memorabilia. I don't care why it's there. If, if you don't want to be mistaken for a goddamn serial killer, don't have bodies in your basement. <laughs> like, it's, it's that simple. If it's not a... Uh, government-funded museum with, like, a whole sectioned-off room that is like, this is where bad shit is. Just don't have Nazi shit. Or, you know what? I'll even be even more generous than that. If you want to collect Nazi shit, don't display it. Yeah. Put it in a goddamn storage bin. (laughs) Hmm? But then what's the point of having it? Then don't buy it. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't know. If If you're displaying Nazi memorabilia... And I'm not talking about people who are like, yeah, my granddaddy took this knife off of a Nazi. Uh, That's whatever. great. That's cool That's shit. That's great. You, I'm d- cool you with display that. that you knife. use that knife. Yeah. You use that knife. But like, fuck, fuck a goddamn collection. Okay? If, it's a, if it's a trophy oh. from killing a Nazi. That's fine. I'd put it on a pedestal. I'm cool with that. Yeah. Don't, I, don't, don't display not... swastikas in your house. Especially yeah. don't display photos of Hitler. In yeah, your that's house. a weird. Like that's <laughs> yeah. I, I don't care what kind of excuse you come I up with. I don't care at that who point. else you call a Nazi. Yeah, you're a Nazi, bruh. Yeah, I'm glad you guys kept talking through all that. So there really isn't a lot from without digging into like the depths of despair uh, on Sean Manchester, aside from the fact that he basically is feuding with everybody. Um, the, the Nazi is feuding with everybody? Yes. Yeah, everybody. Shock. Out. Yeah. Shock it. yeah, he's got kind of a Donald Trump thing that everybody is, is out no to get him. No way. Oh, my God. So, uh, I, I know whose side I'm on now, though. I am, <laughs> uh-huh. I am still not on either of their sides, but I am slightly 
more. I want to talk to David Ferrand. I no yeah. longer want to talk to Sean. Uh, right, exactly. Yeah, he he doesn't get to be a guest on the show anymore. Although so, I do oh. still want to see them both fist fight. I, <laughs> I do want to see them both fist fight, but I'm rooting for Ferrand for sure. Yeah. So these are some oh, of the well, claims. Yeah, yeah. When it comes to the fight, I I know who to root for now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When it comes to some of his claims, though, uh, in his book The Highgate Vampire, Manchester claims that he personally tracked a vampire to its lair where he witnessed it transform into a giant spider which he bravely killed by pounding a stake through its heart and setting it afire with gasoline. Spiders. Where's the spider's heart? That's what I was going to say. Spiders don't turn Where's hearts. the spider's heart? Show me. I don't know. Show me. <laughs> Manchester I claims. see it, please. Manchester claims to hold the title of bishop of the old Catholic church, but not just any bishop. He's a vampire hunting demon exercising bishop. You got a certificate? <laughs> Where's the proof? Well, he could get a certificate from fakecertificates.com. It's no deal. No big deal. In yeah, his book. I need an official one. In his book entitled From Satan to Christ, he claims to have infiltrated a loathsome cult of demon-worshipping Satanists, exposed their evil practices to the world via sensational photographic evidence, and rescued an innocent young woman who looks a lot like his present-day wife from their clutches. <clears throat> Where? So, Where's the proof? Because the world in when? What year? doesn't say. It was just in one of his books books uh-huh this guy is like the the mike warnke of that's uh, a deep pool and i don't yeah. know what the hell you're talking about. he's a christian comedian that used to be a satan uh satanic priest claimed to be yeah, yeah. but literally all of it was debunked yeah. and like everyone who they ever talked to about it, they were like oh so during this year from this year to this year this guy said that he was a, a high satanic priest everybody fucking laughed yeah. everybody who knew him they laughed he even, at one point, uh, he claimed during a certain period of time to have uh, met Charles Manson yeah. and had a conversation with him. But uh, when that got fact-checked, it turned out that the timelines did not add up at all. Was he the one that, there was like a video of somebody talking about that he talked to David Crosby of Crosby, Stills, and Nash and was no, told sure. that when you make an album in a record studio, you have to take it into this antechamber and place the... the uh, what is back in the day? It was like the the main the first cut of the, the album. first cut of the album. You know the the the, the master recording. Mm-hmm. You had to put the master recording on this altar in the middle of a room. Every single person that recorded an album had to go into this little antechamber in any studio across the world and place their master recording to get the blessings of Satan. You know what? I've got a friend who's an audio engineer, and I'll ask him about that. Ask him if if you can. If you can get us in to look at the satanic altar in I the recording love studio. To, oh yeah. Yeah. That would that would send our our, our viewers or listeners. Yeah, de- definitely, definitely. I'm gonna so. C- Cody, I've got questions for you. <laughs> um go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I love when nope. Ruben starts to talk and that he does not. <laughs> so uh, Manchester makes the dubious claim of being a direct descendant of the poet Lord Byron. Based on, <laughs> of course he does. <laughs> based on unidentified records of births and death showing that Byron had a child named Lucy, while Manchester has an an- ancestor named Lucille. It's, it's That means nothing. <laughs> that's written in stone right there. I wanna, means nothing. I want to slap this man. <laughs> We're both like uh, sitting here playing with knives as we talk fair. about it. <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't be <laughs> Manchester maintains numerous blogs that contain rants against perceived enemies which appear to be to number in the dozens 
They usually feature a green-tinted or Photoshop-distorted picture of the victim and claims that that person is undoubtedly influenced by either Ferrant or Satan, which he considers to be the same thing. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, of course he does. So he has decided that Ferrant is, in fact, Satan. Yes. Manchester claims to not only be a bishop of the Roman Catholic Church, as one might expect from his reference, Manchester claims not just to be a member, but the UK primate of the British Old Catholic Church. What? That's completely unsurprising. That's not even a thing. <laughs> completely and entirely unsurprising. My, I'm, I'm thinking of monkeys and priest yeah, collars. Just, That's yeah. what I think of when I hear primate or primate. Yeah. <laughs> yep, do, doing sign language. Yes. <laughs> well, isn't the... the cross father son isn't that I yeah <laughs> yeah um, i guess it kind of is um so that's that's pretty much where we're at uh i know what kind of sign language i'd like to give him that's fair <laughs> so for me... the british audience it's uh the reverse peace sign <laughs> is no yeah that's not half a peace sign this is american this is british really yeah i did not know how that. did i not know that <laughs> yeah so I actually this is will tell you about that. Educational. Yes, it's because of war, and that um, works so well on the day, a listening podcast. When you would pull your bow string, your archer uh. would, if you caught an archer, you would cut their two first fingers off. So when you're when you still have your fingers, doing that is an insult to the enemy, saying you didn't get me, bitch. Ah, uh. basically, fuck you. I'm gonna keep shooting. That's pretty fucking cool. I like that. Yeah. But he appears to still be alive. They both still appear to be alive. Amazing. Cage match. Cage match. <laughs> Cage match. Here's the thing is a uh, spite can keep you alive for much longer than you should be. <laughs> um, so that about wraps it up. We've we've milked the hell out of these two stories. Oh, I'm sure we have. What's, what's our time at? Uh, we're at an hour and ten. Oh, that's, that's actually not, so not that bad. No. Yeah, so bad. yeah. With editing yeah. for all the bullshit. <laughs> so and I, there was plenty of bullshit. There was a lot of bullshit. I kind of wanted to give a little, you know, something to. We do have not a humongous, but we actually have a UK following. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice, so great. At least, so yeah, at least seven you people called that out for the UK nice. listeners. Great, great. At least, or they're using a VPN from the UK. I don't uh, know. That's fair enough. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Seven people though. Yeah, seven people like specifically. At least one UK you, know, you know what? To at least no. the two. No, there's UK 49 listeners. downloads from the UK. Oh, okay. And we have seven episodes, so. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, yeah right on. Yes, there's at least seven people. So hello, hello, oh, Gavna. There they go. Don't. There they go. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <There they> go. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> they're done. Well, it's, I guess technically the, the Beatles one would have been our first yeah. British. But well, that was. America, yeah, that was like worldwide though. That's the and Beatles. it was mostly America doing it. So. Yeah, that's right. what I'm saying. Yeah, it was American people making the leave it to America to come up though. with some off the wall ridiculous conspiratorial and they're bullshit. Back. They're back, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Americans. Anyway, some left. of us wish we would never have not been colonies too. <laughs> I lied. And on that note, I think we're going to wrap up this campfire tale. Yeah, right. um, it was very spooky, and then 
hilarious mm. and then <laughs> and then absurd and then very absurd <laughs> so we again, will again uh tune in for a future episode where we have both david ferrant and sean manchester on the podcast for the same day it's going to be called cage match return to <laughs> dudley town well that's not true but what is true is that you should be sure to follow us on all of the social medias most of which i neglect except for facebook but i'll try to stop doing that if you're listening to us on Apple, please just give us a fucking five-star review because it'll help. We want sponsors. Follow us on Spotify also. That helps. It does. Yeah. It really does. It, every every little thing gets us closer to being able to give you guys like quality content. We want to put more and more time into this. If we can make a little bit of money, then we can work bullshit nine to five jobs just yep. a little bit less like and you. give you guys that much better content, yep. which is what we want to do because we love making it and we hope you guys enjoy it. Like I stated up at the top of the podcast, if I can pay my mortgage, I'll do this shit full time. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, exactly. No, please. I would love to reach a point where I can yep. quit my job and yeah. devote. 60 hours a week to what we're trying to say is research and scripts we plan to be here for a while so get used to this bullshit (laughs) yes exactly yeah we're we're not going anywhere all right guys uh i let them do all the begging so i don't sound as pathetic exactly so we will see you next time i'll suck your goddamn dick pcpp (laughs) pcpp we love you please continue to get better keep working on yourself keep working on yourself dog it's a hard long journey but we're gonna get there bye goodbye goodbye